everybody. My name is Melanie Hester, and I am here today with Matt Markins, and we are going to be talking about the thing that all of us as children's ministry leaders have done, and perhaps it causes a bit of fear and trepidation. <laughs> it is choosing a new curriculum for our children's ministries. Perhaps even as those words came out of my mouth, you started feeling a sense of anxiety or even like this guttural piece of like, oh yes, I know how that feels. Always a big decision. Always a huge decision, yeah. right, Matt? And so like when that decision is made, often we're asking some pretty critical mm -hmm. questions. And one of those is, is it Bible-based? Mm. And I know that this feels like, well, duh, but often we really need to ask that question because if it's not, we have to look at it and say it's a hard no, right? Mm. The second question might be like, what is the scope and sequence mm. of this curriculum? Is it 12 months, 24, 36? Do they go from the beginning of the Bible to the end? Is it more topical? These are all things that you get to choose yep. in what serves your children's ministry best. We and we might also typically think to ask questions like, talk about the media, yeah. is it easy yep. to implement? So these are like yep. the basic questions, right, that you would normally ask when you're choosing a curriculum. Absolutely. And then as as foundational as, is it Bible-based, also does it share the gospel, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. another question that we're asking is, will the kids in our ministries understand what the gospel is and what Jesus has done for them? And so, Matt, we have leaders constantly asking this question. And, and at risk of sitting in that same cycle of questions, questions. Yep. Um, sometimes we have to stop and ask, what are we missing? Yeah. And, and I know that you've been in the children's ministry world for the last 17 years. You've worked for a variety of different Christian publishing houses who have asked really particular questions and written curriculums. And so I kind of want to throw that over to you. Like, what are we missing? And are there questions we should be asking? So the first question is this. I would ask, if I, if I were you evaluating and looking for the right curriculum for my church, how do you define success? Different publishers have different objectives. They're, they're, the organizations are governed differently. I would want to know, are you a for-profit organization? Are you a non-profit organization? What's the makeup of your board? Like, what, what, What's really motivating you as a ministry? And I think that's important to ask that question uh, because what, what you define as success as an organization tells me a lot about what you're putting into that curriculum. So if an organization's chief objectives is a sales number or a dollar unit, that tells me yeah. something. If an organization's, uh, what defines their success is a number of leaders equipped or a number yeah. of children reached and engaged, that tells me something very different. How does that boil down to the child? I mean, these leaders are looking for impact to the child. So when they ask for the organization, like how do you define success? How does their answer impact the child in their church? Any question can be a lead question to other questions. Yeah. And so as you think about that child and how, how are we going to help lead that child to Christ, um, you know, by, by asking that question, it's an open door to have dialogue and conversation that hopefully would, would help help you to continue to understand who this organization is, what's motivating them, what they think about the child, what they think about the church and the Bible and the gospel. I think that as we really process that this decision down to helping us know that the curriculum that we're choosing is directly impacting this child, right? Even fill in the name. This is the child that I'm choosing this curriculum for. Mm -hmm. Then you get to look through the lens of you're contacting this organization to advocate for the discipleship of that child, mm. right? And that just, it changes the whole framework of how yep. you're making this decision. The second question I would ask is, have you ever conducted an impact study? Mm -hmm. And if you have, 
can I get access to the results mm -hmm. of that study? Is it working? Mm -hmm. How do I know that this is a well thought out uh, curriculum that's been tested and evaluated as compared to, this is just a really slick marketing campaign and, and yeah. a well put, well put together curriculum, but I just don't know if it's leading to any long-term fruit, right? Yeah. So I, by asking the question, have you conducted an impact study, you will kind of help peel back the layer a little bit to understand like how serious is this ministry or this publisher? How serious are they about lifelong change and, and, and fruit and impact in the lives of children? as compared to, hey, we really want to sell you our curriculum, but we've not necessarily paused and taken time to evaluate if it's actually having an impact or not. So uh, just as an example, uh, we hired a third party mm -hmm. organization not affiliated with us, and they evaluated our ministry. And they looked at several other key studies related to Barna and Baylor and other studies, and they benchmark uh, the results of this ministry compared to uh, the national averages where you can see like, is this making a difference or is it not making a difference? Mm -hmm. And so an impact study is really a great way uh, to really understand the curriculum that you're evaluating or the organization you're evaluating. Are they really serious about what they're, what they're doing in terms of understanding the long-term fruit of their ministry and organization? Is this helping kids know, love and serve Jesus in yep. a way that leads to lasting faith? Yep. That's what you're asking, That's right? Yep. And, and organizationally, we have a heart to help you, the leader, equip that child to know, love and serve God. And so as they experience the love of God on a weekly basis, you can then track and see that this child is coming into a relationship with him in a way that actually has numbers to indicate how the past has shown these kids are following after Jesus because of the curriculum that the leaders chose to use in their church. Correct. The third question is, what are the chief goals of your curriculum? Like what, in other words, what is this particular curriculum designed to do? And I would look at that through two lenses. Uh, through the lenses, through the lens of the adults who are being equipped, whether that be a local volunteer mm -hmm. in, a, in a classroom or, or a learning environment or a large group environment, or that's a parent, right? And I would also want to know what are the goals for that child? In other words, if we participate, yeah. if my kids participate in this ministry or this curriculum for three years or six years, et cetera, what are the goals in the key stages along the way for those mm -hmm. children? Uh, how are they being formed? What, mm -hmm. what are you hoping that when my child graduates out of this ministry, what ex key experiences would they, would they have mm -hmm. gone through? And secondly, what are those objective outcomes that, that you hope that this curriculum helps shape? But again, I would ask that same type of question for the adults, the adults who are participating as uh, leaders and facilitators and volunteers, but also the parents. H how are you equipping and training those adults to reach and disciple children? I would really want to know that. Yeah. Yep. I mean, discipleship is ageless, right? Like yep. we know that, that there is no age to discipleship. And so as you're looking, what I hear you saying, Matt, is that these leaders are looking for a curriculum that is going to lay out, here's what we hope that after, um, let's do 12 months again, 24 and 36 months, perhaps even all the way until they graduate into whether it's your tween ministry or middle school, here's what we hope these kids 
walk away with knowing here's what we hope we've equipped parents with as they disciple their kids. And here's what we hope we've been able to do in the lives of the volunteers who are weekly serving our kids because each one of those is a form of discipleship. All right. So the fourth and final question I would ask. So the first one was, how do you as an organization measure success? The second one uh, is ask, ask the publisher or the organization, do you have an impact study? The third one was, what are the chief goals of this specific curriculum? Again, with the adults and with the children. But the fourth question is, in light of that third question, what is the design of your curriculum? Mm-hmm. What is the curriculum? How do you design it in such a way to achieve those objectives? Mm-hmm. So uh, is the curriculum designed? mind to uh, help kids uh, be introduced to Jesus Christ? Is the curriculum uh, designed to help children grow as disciples? Is the curriculum designed to teach the Bible? Is the curriculum designed to articulate the Christology, the mm-hmm. Christ from Genesis to Revelation? Mm-hmm. Is yep. the curriculum designed to teach maybe values and virtues, but yep. but you know maybe leaves out the gospel thread? So yep. really drilling into like, what exactly is the design of the curriculum, I think is a super, super important question. Yeah. The really interesting thing about the design piece is that this is where the uniqueness of what your church needs fits into this space, right? Because perhaps you have a certain number of kids and you have a certain like amount of technology that you're able to use, or even the, um, the aptitude with which your volunteers can use the technology. This is where a lot of those questions can be answered. In addition to is the way that this curriculum is presenting the Bible, something that you enjoy and is visually appealing to the kids that you serve. You want a curriculum that's designed and structured and built in such a way that's going to help you achieve the objectives of your church. So if your objective uh, is forming lasting faith in children and and you want to build as young disciples year over year over year, life phase to life phase, well then help me understand how is the curriculum designed to do that as an example. So I think we have greater insight today to ask, I think, rich questions to Christian ministries and publishing houses Mm -hmm. on helping us really understand who are you, what's motivating you, show me the impact, and how exactly is this built to help me uh, to form young disciples in the image of Jesus. So I hope this has been insightful. I hope it's been helpful. It all fits in a a way that not only complements our church and what we need, but it puts the child and their discipleship as the core outcome of what we're trying to do in our churches is help kids know and love and follow after Jesus. When you think about choosing a curriculum, we want to take away that anxiety and we want you to feel like you are fully at peace with what God has called you to do. So until next time, thanks for joining and we love serving you. Thanks for listening to the Awana Clubs podcast. The Awana Clubs podcast is a product of Awana Audio. All rights reserved. Your support and donations to the Awana ministry make it possible for us to partner with 62,000 churches in over 130 countries. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for more information about what was discussed in this episode, as well as more details about today's host and their ministry. If you like this episode, you'll also like the Child Discipleship Podcast, where new episodes drop every Thursday. Our theme song is Jackpot by Made to Be from their album, You Know a Better Way. You also heard their song Throne from their album, Save Me From Myself. This podcast is executive produced by Tim Sandoval. 
mixed and edited by Marlon Washington, and content support is provided by me, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.